Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Leeds That Podcast. I'm James and today I'm joined by Rocco Dean. Hello. We are back. 2023. Wow. It's been too long, hasn't it? There's a lot happened. <laughs> a lot has happened. So we intended to come back in during the World Cup and, well, paternity got in the way. Let's be honest, I have been out of action, as has Paul, but Paul will give you more of an update on that. He had some difficult news a while while ago but things are positive and I'm sure I'll tell you about it when he's back but but yeah for now let's talk about Leeds United should we skip over the World Cup everyone's done with that uh, yeah definitely nothing to say there was nothing well, to messy. see there was well there was a, a potential future Leeds United signing in there another another okay. US men's national he played well I actually I did think he played quite well and USA played well I was impressed with them they just needed a striker Finally, Bamford was American. Yeah, yeah. Part of part of him would probably like that as well. Assured mm. game time, I, I would say. So, yeah. I mean, since since the break, or since our break started, should we say, it's been quite tumultuous at Leeds, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been. It, it, like obviously, we've not won any games, have we, in the league? <laughs> <laughs> so that's not good. But yeah, I've not minor thing. Yeah, I've not hated the performances so much in general. Like thinking so, back to that, that that West Ham one, I always think back to that. I thought we played well that night. Yeah, um, we did. But some of them you must have hated. You know, even Cardiff away, I, I didn't really hate. And this isn't me standing up for Jesse. I want him out. But <laughs> <laughs> but I think I do think it's sometimes an overreaction to the to the performances. But at the end of the day, like what is it? Two wins in seventeen now yeah. in the league. Lose count. Yeah, it, it's so hard to say. Like we we do seem to be playing better, but we're not winning. How long does it go on for? Will it ever end? Will it change? Is it the tactics? If it is the tactics, will the new players even change that? It's tough, isn't it? It is tough. And the tactics themselves 
don't help individual players out, I don't think, as well. You know, but Brendan Aronson's coming in for a lot of stick recently, and he hasn't been playing to the best of hopefully his he has in his locker, but playing in that system where he just sits in the half space and he's trying to move things into a forward position. When it's that packed, like it's pretty much an impossible task for him. Yeah, I agree. And actually going back to the World Cup, what I will say is that it was during the World Cup that I sort of sort of cemented my thoughts that we needed to to get rid of Jesse, you know, just like watching teams like the US, you know, just playing a, a proper normal 4-3-3 and, and just playing normal football. It was it was like refreshing to see. And I feel like Aronson would be really good in a midfield three. I think I think he's we're asking too much of him playing further forward. I don't think He's got it, not yet anyway, to sort of deliver that that final ball or, you know, the end end product. I don't think he's going to score enough goals to be in the in the front line. And but like in midfield, you know, just on the right side of the three, you know, he's got bags of energy, he's quick, he can turn on the ball very quickly and and you know, move up the field, get away from players and pop balls off. You know, I, I feel like he'd be really good there, actually. Even if he is a bit lightweight, I don't think that would matter so much next to Adams and whoever else. Yeah, I, I, like Jesse seemed to be, be flirting with 4-3-3, didn't he, at the end of the World Cup? But then I think that's totally out of the window now. I think it's this. I think it's 4-4-2 all the way, or his version of it. Now, I don't wish this on anyone, Brendan Aronson in particular, but you know those sort of players that get a nasty injury and then all they can do is upper body stuff and then they come back and they're absolutely henched? That's the kind of thing he needs. Or maybe it's just maybe it's just time out, and then he can just go in the gym and pump it. Yeah, well, like Bowyer was rubbish for a couple of years when he signed, and he was only nineteen when he joined. And you know, it, I mean, maybe not rubbish, but he was certainly very inconsistent until O'Leary came along and and he trans transformed him. So I think we've seen enough of Aronson to to know that he's a good player and. Like 25 million is a lot of money. I don't think we should get hung up on transfers fees nowadays. No. And, you know, 25 million now, you know, in, in Bowyer's day, it's sort of like the same money that we paid for him. So, yeah, I'm, I'm trying not to, like, because really, like the Rutter deal, like I was really nervous about that. But then looking at it now, you know, it, it's, it's not that much money in the context of where football is nowadays. It's It's not all hinged on that one signing, is it? That's the difference. And I think I, I completely agree with you. It's they're sickening amounts of money, aren't they? Like it's a lot of money in the context of the world today, and but in football it's not. And I think when we see a big money signing, it'll be something that's like 70, 80 million, I think. But now it's just normal fees, isn't it? And then you look at someone like Wober, and you think, well, potentially that's a that's a that's a that's a bargain. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's true. Like you know, eleven million. It's yeah, it's like one million back in the nineties, isn't it? Yeah, he's exactly. made a good start. He has made a good start. Before we talk on him, I forgot. I'm, I was supposed to mention that you're in Colorado, and that's why your yes. audio might be slightly uh, different to usual. But you showed me yeah. out, the, out the window minus eleven. Was it's minus 20? minus? Yeah, it was minus twenty when I arrived in this morning, and it's minus eleven now. But yeah, I'm here. I've got a lovely view of the of the Rocky Mountains. Do you, do you trying know, to the, break America. The only link I can think of between Leeds United and Colorado. What What do you think? It is? Uh, you'll, you'll, I don't think you'll ever get this. No one would get it. No, I don't think I will. I might kick myself, but I'm not going to get it. You won't even kick yourself. You just be like, "Why have you remembered that?" 
I remember a picture of Adam Forshaw getting his operation in Colorado. Brilliant. Yeah, oh, there you go. A lovely, a... lovely snowy Colorado. That's brilliant. Yeah, no, it's there. It's in the long-term memory somewhere. But yeah, I'm not going to kick myself for that. But well done. I'm impressed. <laughs> yeah, I'll dig the photo out. So yeah, signings. Wobo, we touched on him. Been very good. I mean, going yeah. back, rewind the clock a little bit. Our little Italian man. <laughs> oh, Nyonto. My he's, God. He's the signing you never knew you wanted. Ah, oh, he's just absolutely phenomenal isn't he i love him like how can he be so good i, I don't understand it how how was he four million like and why didn't he score like a hundred goals in switzerland it doesn't yeah. make any sense at all i mean that goal against cardiff ah i mean it's the best goal i've seen for for years and years it's just like one of those that just takes your breath away it's like what has he just done phenomenal what a player you obviously got the comparisons to Di Canio, which were, were fair. But again, touching on the whole transfer thing, you think of signing someone like Nyonto and you weigh up that with the fee for Ruta and you have the amounts and all of a sudden you're in a place where oh, the, that risk is quite well spread. You know, you would, you would pay 15, 20 million for Nyonto, wouldn't you? Funny, isn't it though? Like, I don't know. I, don't, I just don't know whether whether it's just luck or, or what. I don't understand how we've come across Nyonto. Like, is he just going to go suddenly off the boil? It's 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 so weird to pick up a player like that out of absolutely nothing. Having said that, I mean, he was playing for Italy, so, you know, there's a clue. But, yeah, where was the rest of the footballing world? It's, it is bizarre, isn't it? Because do the top clubs just take someone they know can just waltz in and do the job? Like, it's too much of a risk for that sort of player. And that sort of player doesn't want to sit on the fringe. They want the possibility of getting in the team. And to be fair, I know they get knocked for the pathway because it has blocked a few players like Joffe, but the pathway has come good for players like Nyonto and and even Somerville this year as well, even though he's had a, an, an injury. No, that's true. And it's a shame about Joffe. I've always wanted him to have a, a run in the team rather than just get, well, I mean, Jesse's literally been giving him five minutes at the end of this and you know game here and there but when it has started he he hasn't he hasn't delivered has he this season he's not you know wolves in the cup but again you know he's playing in a, in a reserve team and that's the thing about like that you know these these cup ties where we were changing the team all up like it's not even really a good experience i don't think for those players you know they're just basically taking what they're doing the premier league too and doing it against you know wolves this reserve team so yeah i was really annoyed that we played that was that Weak inside that day, but yeah, Joffy's yeah, it's disappointing. I thought he was going to kick on massively this season. I think I probably had him down to be our top scorer actually in our, <laughs> in our predictions. Oh god! Well, I think the way I see it now that we're saying it out loud is that it's just reached a natural conclusion, hasn't it? You know, we are at a, a point where we need it to just work. We need people to slot in and just work. And now that Bamford's also back fit, which is great news it makes it even harder to experiment with someone like Joffy. So the experiment has to be shifted onto someone else. Definitely. Yeah. And like Rutter's profile, he fits the squad perfectly. You know, I think he'll, he'll offer what Nyonto does on the left side, on the right side, because we are a bit weak on the right. You know, on the left, we seem to be pretty loaded. Somerville prefers it there. Harrison prefers it there. Sinistera prefers it there. So Furpo I think it's on the call. overlap. <laughs> yeah. And the underlap can do everything nowadays. So yeah, I think I think that that signing does make sense from from that point of view. And I think that's probably why we 
why we did splurge because it is a it is a bit of a hole in the squad. So yeah, I mean, when we signed him, I, I wasn't particularly happy to be honest. You know, I look at him; he scored two goals, and I think, well, you know, what does that translate to? You know, what type of player in in the Premier League does that translate to? If we'd signed a striker who'd scored two Premier League goals this season for that money, we'd be furious. But yeah, we just got to hope that he he develops quickly and comes good and and is as good as Nyonto. That'd be great. I think he looks he looks tricky. I know he's not. He's not 100% match fit and the game at Accrington Stanley was good minutes for him, I guess. But there were some things he did where it just looked so unpredictable. And you think, and that's not just against that type of opposition. It's just for anyone to just, how do you handle that sort of player? So I'm excited to see what happens with him. Yeah, I liked that ball that he tried to play to Sinister in the first half across the box. Um, Oh, yeah. Didn't quite come off. And there was another one he threaded through really nicely. So, yeah, I I mean, yeah, he must must have something. I am, yeah, I'm I'm weary, but I think, I'm weary, but I think I'll, I think he'll be fine. I'm I'm not going to knock him yet. (laughs) It's it's for us as well, because there's all, the types of players that we always sign, I think we've said this before, are always the ones where we have a bit of a gamble that they can do it in the Premier League. And the more and more expensive players you get have probably got a higher likelihood of succeeding in the Premier League. Like, Nyonto, you would never know that he would have just come in and, and done that. And Ruta, it might take him six months to do it. And Rodrigo, it's taken him longer than that. <laughs> but to be well, fair, to, to be fair to Rodrigo, though, he was always played as a ten. It didn't work under Bielsa. It didn't work under the start of Marsh. And now he's playing really well at the top. And it it creates a bit of a difficult scenario for Marsh, which is good. You know, we, we've we've not had the the riches of late, have we? Definitely. He does look a completely different player. And I remember, you know, when, whenever we've spoken about Rodrigo, I've sort of kept maintaining this shit <laughs> and he's just going to go back to normal. But yeah, now he, he does. I, I'm accepting now. Touch wood. I think he has come good now. It, like, it just looks like his body language is is just so different. And he, I mean, he looks half a yard quicker um, mm-hmm. and, you know, he, yeah, he's scoring goals. He's just, he's just a really good player for us now at the moment. So yeah, long may it continue. You didn't explicitly call him shit before. I think you no, yeah, I I think, so. to be to be yeah, to be fair, you you stuck up for him a lot. Because I remember the Newcastle away game last season in particular where yeah. where you raved about him. So yeah. Yeah. I thought, I mean he's always showed quality and and I've been frustrated with him. You know, he's got the best shot in the squad, you know, can strike a ball beautifully, but you know, he was always taking too many touches. Um well yeah, one thing that I did actually want to moan about was 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 the way that this like the way the club are saying that Root is the record signing, because according to Romana, it was like 25 million. And then it'll be the record signing if the add-ons get added on, which really annoys me. It's like, you know, the club <laughs> was sort of like, like prioritising their PR over like, you know, piling pressure on this young kid. And when he was introduced to the crowd against Cardiff, they were like, oh, here's the, one of the most exciting young talents in European football. Like, I don't know, I just feel like, like we, you know, the border in the place now where they're spending money, they don't have to big themselves up. Like I feel like we should, you know, we've seen what what it took for Rodrigo to overcome the the price tag if if that was playing on his mind. So yeah, it really annoys me that we like keep going on banging on about this thirty five million pound signing when when in reality it's 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 not that. It's interesting as well because I guess there's a bit of a almost like the fan mentality here where it's like. Bloody hell! This is a lot of money. We should probably we should probably shout about this. This is the most the club's ever paid, and I and I kind of get it, 
but then equally you sort of want to play it cool don't you like you say it's a nominal amount within the premier league now so just just be, be normal yeah, yeah. Act, act, act cool guys <laughs> exactly yeah and i mean i don't know how i felt about this to be honest but obviously bielsa his name popped up in the last week or so and i like that he flew all the way hopefully on everton's expenses into the uk to just ask can I train you under 21s for a few months? Yeah. It's incredible, isn't it? I loved that. I was I was so adamant that there was not a chance in hell that he was going to go to yeah. Everton. And then but then I started getting really worried when when yeah, the reports of him flying over. But I did always think well, just judging from the past, you know, you'd think that he would go there and and, and want to start in the summer. And yeah, thankfully, thankfully he did. Because yeah, although like when the Bournemouth things came. I was quite excited to see him there and I was happy for him to go. But now that our position, our position is more critical and and just being Everton as well, like it would it would break my heart a bit to see him prosper at another club. And you know, because you know, if he was if he was there longer, like he would end up being a bigger Everton legend than Leeds, you know, like happened with Nigel Martin. Like I don't really like the fact that he went there so late in his career and like Everton is, you know, right up there with Leeds now for Martin, you know, potentially bigger. He might not admit it, but <laughs> I think he has admitted it somewhere or other. I'm sure I've read that. Yeah, so thank goodness he's he's not doing it. That was a that was a relief. Yeah, bless him. I like I just love that he's sort of entertained the idea of potentially going. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll have a look at it. And then he gets there and he's like, No, these are these are my standard rules that I live by. I need seven weeks to get into a team and just brilliant like you cannot fault the man he's brilliant and i saw yeah. i saw the rumors that the u.s men's national team are, are apparently after him as well which part of me would really like that because it probably annoyed jesse that he wouldn't be coaching them for the for the world cup <laughs> in america yeah no that would be fantastic he's had a few international ones one of my one of my mates has said that south korea are, are after him but i've not seen any reports of that but i think it's true and then yeah mexico are after him i mean it's been nearly a year now it's weird isn't it that he's not not had a job not got a job anywhere yeah it's bizarre and i don't know how how he gets into a a national team and sort of gets them playing in his mold because you you never get players for that length of time do you so it's you know kudos to him how, yeah. he, how he even does it and maybe that's part of the way he's managed to refine how quickly he took all the leads because he knows that he's only well he's probably worked in that short window of time to bring people into his system before yeah yeah definitely and maybe i don't know maybe abroad it's a bit different than in england where I don't know. We've got more fixtures than you know, maybe in the South American countries and and what have you. I'm not sure. Bit of a guess. What else we got to cover? I made a list, didn't I? Yeah, I've been reading through that. We've we've done a lot of it. Oh, the FA Cup draw. FA Cup and draw. FA Cup. Oh yeah. So I road to Wembley. So recording Monday night, and the FA Cup draw was tonight. I think. Do we are we joint record holders for twelve consecutive away draws now in the in the FA Cup? Yeah. I thought we broke the record, so I'm a bit disappointed. But yeah, twelve in a row—that's ridiculous. Yeah, next next year, next year's ours. We'll take that title. Thirteen in a <laughs> row. If we can just get through this round, then surely we'll have a home quarterfinal tie, and that would be something. But I mean, going to Sunderland on a Wednesday night with well a massive allocation—I'd imagine that would be pretty epic yeah so i'm hoping they get through i'd be up for going to that to see joffy smash one in in the 90th minute 
He'll be cup tied, thank God. And it'll have to be Jack Clark that does it instead. So we've had, we have had a busy day in terms of FA Cup draw. They've also announced the signing of Weston McKenney. And uh, how have they done that? <laughs> it's a good deal, isn't it? One million with a <laughs> option of like thirty-three million. Like one million is it's a bit of a joke, really. It didn't Arsenal paid like nine million fee loan fee for Shao Felix or someone from Atletico? Is it Shao Felix? Oh, then he got yeah. then he got a red got card. <laughs> yeah. well played. Yeah. Yeah, it's that. Yeah, it's good. We needed another midfielder. I like that. Greenwood's delivery deliveries are so good, but I just I don't know. He's I don't think he's a Premier League midfielder. I, I'm I'm worried that he's our third choice. So they've done well there to to get another another body through the door, as they say. The thing with Greenwood is that he was a striker in the 23s, and then he dropped yeah. into a 10, and then he's sort of going further back in the midfield, but. And it's one of them where it's if they want him to be a midfielder, maybe he's a sort that needs to go out on loan as well. And it's as sad as it is that Click left whilst in the break as well. That's another thing that happened, which was sad. And I was good to see him go. But you start to realise, don't you, that people have to move around for things to change as well. And it's it, change is horrible. We're not, no one likes to change, but yeah, the inevitable happened there, which it was coming for a long time. That I think he was going to go. There's rumours in the summer that we'd heard that he was potentially going. So told that yeah. he he's gone for less money though was was what I was told. So he's, yeah, he's yeah. earning less money. So fair play to him. He just wants to play football. Um, no, I'm I'm happy for him. Like I, him sticking around in the summer, you know, for whatever reason, you know, it really didn't work out for him. You know, whether Jesse mugged him off a little bit and overpromised and underdelivered, I don't know. But yeah, he just, yeah, fair play. He wants to play football and, and so he should. And yeah, getting a few minutes here and there for Leeds is, you know, yeah, he, he deserves more than that. So I think McKenney's the type of player that, that can fill in the role that Click was playing, but hopefully obviously more more prominent and break in alongside Adams, I suppose, in the in the midfield too. And I think probably Rocker will will miss out. I can't see us I can't see us playing all three unless McKenney can play in that number ten role. But then yeah, with Bamford coming back and looking so good, yeah, there's there's not really not really space for him. But yeah, bit of a embarrassment of riches we've got there now. It is really, isn't it? And it's weird one McKenney because it's a great signing because you look, oh it's someone who's playing Champions League football in Juvent- at Juventus, US men's national player. Obviously, there's some quality there. He's still young. He's 24. But then you start to see the stats that people reel off. And it's like, well, he doesn't really do a lot of... There's not like key attributes where you slot him into a position. And he hasn't got a lot of goals. He hasn't got a lot of assists. So on paper, you sort of think, like, where and what is he in this system? But that's that's what I quite like about players like this that are highly rated by people that watch a lot of football. And it's only when you really see them in the flesh, like not on TV, like actually in the ground, that you see kind of the hard graft that they put in and all the work that they do. So I'm really looking forward to seeing him play and I'm being very open-minded despite the bias that's been thrown at me through stats. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm sort of the same. So I'll I'll often judge players by their Wikipedia, you know. And so <laughs> I look at McKenney and his career, you know, it looks good. He's gone to Juventus and he hasn't failed there, you know, from what I can see. You know, he's pretty much played 
week in, week out. He's been a, a fixed member of the team. He broke his metatarsal or something, so missed the second half of last season. But yeah, they and also the fact that they had him on loan and then signed him, you know, sort of halfway through his loan, you know, for a decent fee. And then he, you know, he's kept his place pretty much all the way through. Even though Juventus not doing particularly well, I think that is a good sign. Yeah, surely, surely he will he will improve us. I, I, yeah, it's I don't know. I'm just <laughs> I just feel like it's going to go down to the wire no matter what. Now I'm I'm really I'm really worried about this season. I think we'll be all right still, but it's the way the fixtures fall. You know, there's going to be so much pressure on those two games, the Everton and Southampton games. We just we just have to get something before then and then and then get something then as well. It's just, yeah, maybe we can do a Newcastle and just completely pull away from it. But it feels like wishful thinking, doesn't it? That game that turned things around for Newcastle was the one at Ellen Road against Leeds, and they weren't very good yeah. on that. They weren't very good on that night. And it is just one of those things where I think we just need a result and hopefully things start to turn for us and things seem to click into place. And I think Bamford coming back in the team is massive for us. And then, again, I know it was only Accrington the other day, no disrespect, but he just he, he just adds something different. We look like a different team with him in it, which is bizarre, but he's just so different to Rodrigo. He gives so much, and uh, yeah, it was good to see him back. It's funny, isn't it, that you know he's been injured for so long and... You know, he's not that special. You know, surely there's strikers out there just with his his skill set because we do always look so much better with Bamford in the team. So it'll be interesting to see if he starts against Forest. I, th- I think he has to. Forest, but then... Forest's old club as well. Oh yes, was yeah. he Forest youth player? Was he? I think in Chelsea. Yeah, I think he went from Forest to Chelsea. Yeah, I think he had a yeah. Forest season ticket as well, so he's, he might be a Forest fan. So it would be a nice one to bring him back in on. But what do you actually do? Like, so you probably have to shunt Nyonto out to the left wing, but then, so I guess you have to drop Harrison. Just don't bother with midfield. Just play with like a, a smiley <laughs> formation of forward. <laughs> Sinister has been a bit rusty, hasn't he, since he got back? Yeah, I mean, yeah. And that's understandable if he's had a nasty injury. Yeah, I think give him time. His quality's there, isn't it? He, he's the sort of player that just pops up from nowhere with an unbelievable shot and can change a game. So that's what we need. Definitely. A weapon. Lots of weapons. Yeah. Speaking of weapons, Jesse Marsh. No, I don't mean that. No, I don't mean that. So Jesse Marsh, yeah, it's he is a heavily debated thing on Twitter. A lot of people are just sort of resigned to the fact like, well, he's he's gonna be here. He's like he's just gonna be here forever. No, I don't think so. I think I think he's on the edge, to be honest. You know, the way that Rad Rizani was talking at the start of the season, saying, you know, it's impossible to be in a relegation fight. You know, I, I, I think, you know, I, I was annoyed when he said that because it's so stupid. And I'm going to sort of give him a bit of the benefit of the doubt here, even though he can speak perfect English. You know, I think it was a bit of an Italian thing coming through. You know, he's just sort of he said that word, but he probably didn't mean that word impossible. But that does show his mindset and the fact that he's had to splurge, you know, 50 odd million in January to try and make sure that that we don't go down. He's going to be annoyed about that, you know, and that's that's on the manager. You know, there's no question about that. You know, the players that we brought in have actually done well. You know, Adams is absolutely magnificent one of our best players, if not our best player. You know, I know Aronson's not particularly delivered that much, but you know, the signings overall, you know, they've not really weakened us. So I don't, yeah, I, I think the board will not be happy. And I think, you know, when, what's his face, Angus Kinnear said to Jesse Marshall, you know, 
we should, you know, we want a cup run this year, you know, before the Cardiff game. I mean, you could interpret that as being a backhanded way of saying, if you lose this, you're sacked, so you better go strong. You know, you, you don't know, really. So, yeah, I don't see the fact that, you know, people keep saying, oh, they're backing Jesse, they're backing Jesse. I don't think they are. I think they're just doing what they need to do to keep us, keep us up. And, yeah, even, you know, appointing that assistant manager that they did for him, Again, I you know I don't I don't read anything into that either. You know, he's probably a cheap guy to get rid of if if they had to do what probably they don't want to do. But yeah, I I don't think I don't think they'll stand by Jesse for much longer if they don't if they don't get some results very very soon. Regardless of what you think about managers, the boardroom still has a massive influence on the vision of a club in terms of having a director of football. You think about how long Victor Ott has been at the club for now and the amount of managers that have passed through in that short space of time. It's only someone like Bielsa that has really come in and and specifically called out players that he wants or players that he think he can do something with. And I think all the players that we sign based on Victor Orta's vision and whether the manager also thinks that they could work as well. So I think regardless of who would have been in right now, we probably would have gone for McKenney, we would have gone for Adams. And 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 there is obviously a tie-in with the, the 49ers enterprise coming on board and that potentially coming through in the next few months and it seems like an obvious play to try and have Americans within the club and and, and that, I don't want that to sound sort of like we're just pointing the obvious of saying you know American investors so we're buying American players we're buying good quality American players we're not just buying any American players but it does fit the narrative of the club wanting to grow I hate this the brand in in the states for us to push on but that's just the way it is now no, no, I I agree, and I agree with the strategy as well. To be honest, if if the players are good enough, you know, it's it's a it's a big boost for Leeds in in America. You know, why wouldn't you want to corner that market? It's absolutely huge. So if Leeds can be successful with an American manager and and Americans in the team, you know, you you would think that you know the whole of America would be behind them. If you know if, if we were fighting, you know, for the European places and 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 all that. So. It makes it makes complete sense for where we're at. You know, we sort of need we need an edge, don't we? Because you know we're not the richest team, and we don't have the Elsa anymore. So you know, this could be our, our little thing. You know, this, this the way of trying to trying to move the club forward. Let's hope we can get an edge against Forest. A massive, massive game there. Who have they're doing better than they were at the start of the year, the season, which is annoying. And then we've got that double run of Man United away and at home, which could be a real, a really fun week or a really horrendous one. Yeah, yeah, no, I know it's this. This Forest game is absolutely massive. They've not lost at home since August, I don't think. So Oof. maybe we can break that run. And then, yeah, Man U. I don't know whether we can. I feel like I don't know. Every time we play Man U, especially at home, I, I always feel like we're going to beat them just because it's been so long and, you know, we can raise our game and, you know, they won't be ready for it. I'm with you on this Rocco and I'm going to, we'll, we'll leave it on this note, but I think that they have a weakened midfield. I think they've got four injuries in midfield at the minute, which means McTominay will probably come in and play an absolute <laughs> blinder again, as he always does against us for some reason. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think we could, we could potentially get something out of one of those two games. If we get annihilated, I think it's probably going to be by to Jesse, isn't it? Yeah, I, I do think so. Yeah, can they risk giving him those those two massive, massive games? 
it's going to be tough. That Everton game as well, they'll have a new manager in by then, won't they? It's yeah. just going to be the same as last season. Sean Dyche is <laughs> in. Dyche is in. Oh, he's in already, yeah. Yeah. Of yeah, cool. Well, yeah, thanks for listening. Sorry about the long pause, but we will be back hopefully next week. And please, please, please give us a good result against Forest. Come on, Leeds. Podcast Network.